and gentlemen, and welcome to the December 4th, 2016 edition of Season 4 of the Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. At a game this week, let us know. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter, as several of you have done this week, which we'll get to later on. My name is YLS Wise Guy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period of time, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. Again, just a public service announcement for everyone. As of this past week, JM in the AM, our flagship program featuring Nachum Siegel, is now exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every day from 6 to 9 a.m., you can listen in to Nachum and all the great Jewish music, current events, and interviews, but you can only listen to it on the Nachum Siegel Network. So download the app, pull up your computer, or use one of the other various methods that you can use to conjure up the network so that you can continue to listen in to his amazing show and, of course, listen to the Yeshiva League Sports Update from me every Tuesday morning at around 7.20 a.m. Well, folks, welcome back to yet another episode of The Court Report. Yes, that's right, it is December time, which means we are knee-deep into every Yeshiva League season. Most of the leagues are now about hitting the halfway mark. Some of the JV leagues are somewhere between a quarter and halfway done. Varsity just about at the halfway point, which means that in a couple of weeks from now, we will be talking about playoffs. For many of the leagues, it's still a little too early, but it's never too early to start speculating, especially as we get closer to Hanukkah. Remember, the end of this month, we're going to have a couple of uh, couple of weeks of very short games as several of the schools take time off at the end of December for certain vacations, uh, including Hanukkah. And then getting into the month of January, when several schools will be in finals and midwinter break. So, over the next month, there is going to be a flurry of activity. All leagues are going to be really, really ramping up their schedules. You'll find some teams having two, possibly three games over the course of a week. Uh, as you'll see, when we get to a hockey, a couple of teams this week will have that many games, really trying to catch up and pull ahead of the midway point before they hit January, as uh, there were several restraints put on scheduling this year post-January. So, you'll see a lot of teams really cramming in their schedules just before winter break. That being said, we have a lot to get to today. Every league was in action with several games this week. Um, We still have to start talking about girls sports. The last few weeks, we haven't been able to get to it given our interviews and given how much uh, boys sports and tournaments have taken up our time. But now it's time to really delve into the world of girls sports. We're going to touch on girls varsity, 
uh, Girls Varsity A, Girls Varsity B, and Girls JV. We'll get to that first right off the bat. Then we'll move over to boys basketball and we'll move over to boys hockey afterwards. Again, like I said before, I uh, got a couple of tweets that uh, that uh, had a couple of questions for me, uh, especially as it pertains to boys hockey. So we will get to those uh, later on in the hour. So stay tuned for that. But we are going to start off our night with girls sports. So again, the first time we're going to be talking about girls sports this season. So it's going to be a very comprehensive rundown, much like we did last week with the boys basketball and boys hockey leagues. Just to give you a little uh, refresher, in girls varsity, I will start out with uh, just a reminder from last year. Last year's champions, SAR Lady Sting, topped the Frisch Cougars for the title by 1.33 to, sorry, 32 to 31. So they come in this year as the leaders, uh, as the sorry, as the as the defending champions. Just taking a look at the divisions, um, two divisions, uh, number of teams in each one. Looks like eight in the east and seven in the west. In the east, Flatbush, Hafter, Ramaz, North Shore, Central, Hank, Solomon, Schechter, and Heschel. So that makes eight. That was right. West, Frisch, Sar, Bruria, Hillel, Mayanote. Kushner and Westchester 7. So good. So I got all those. The way the playoffs will work, the top four teams in each conference will qualify. So that's something to remember a little later on. And they'll do, as we said for JV hockey last week, they will go Olympic style where they'll cross one east will play, sorry, one east will play four west, two west will play three east. The winner of those will meet in the semis. And out in the other, it'll be one west versus four east and two east versus three west. Those will meet up in the semis. And then they will. the winner of those games will face off in the championship. Just taking a look at how the season has gone so far. We're going to start off in the east where Central and North Shore have put themselves ahead of the pack. Not by much, though. Central at a 4-1 record, North Shore at a 4-2 record. Uh, these two are linked also because this past week... Uh, North Shore toppled Central 58 to 42. So Central right now at four and one has the division lead, but North Shore technically would have the advantage, even though they're one loss behind, because they took the win over Central this past week. Central taking early season wins over Hank, Hafter, Heschel, and uh, and also taking a win a couple of days ago, right after the North Shore game over Solomon Schechter, to jump out to their fourth win. North Shore for their uh, for their efforts took a uh, season opening wins again, a season opening win against Ramaz. A couple of days later, they also toppled Hafter. They beat Solomon Schechter as well. So along with the Central game, those were their four wins. However, they also took losses along the way to Flatbush. And um, and Heschel. So, those are the two teams at the top. Not far behind them, though, the Flatbush Falcons at 3-2. and two. We just mentioned Flatbush as it relates to North Shore. Flatbush starting out the season uh, with two losses, losing to Ramaz 59-40, and also losing to SAR in an interconference battle 46-29 before they rebounded to uh, to take a couple of wins. They took uh, wins over... Uh, North, the win over the North Shore, 42-39, to also taking a win over 
Hafter this past week, following that up with a win over Heschel. So two wins for the Falcons this past week to push them up into third place in the Eastern Division. They also played today uh, in that uh, rematch with North Shore in Flatbush. We don't have that score for you today, but we'll have that score for you next week on the court report. So that game actually could change the face of the standings board. A Flatbush win moves them up, not into a tie, but really into second place, uh, just behind Central, having played one more game and having one more loss. A North Shore win could thrust North Shore ahead of Central and uh, and really help stake their claim about just a little over the halfway mark into the season. Again, the girls will play 12 games uh, as opposed to the boys' varsity, which is 14. So right now, those that are around the six-game mark have hit the halfway mark. And both uh, both North Shore and Flatbush have hit the halfway mark. North Shore playing their seventh game, Flatbush playing their sixth game. Behind those two, Ramaz at 2-2 two and two, and Heschel at 2-2. Two and two. Ramaz began their year uh, taking the loss to North Shore, 44-33, rebounding with a win over Flatbush, 59-40. Following that, they uh, they uh, got another win over um, over Hafter, 42-34, and wait, there was one more loss notch in there. I apologize. Um, they actually split with Hafter. Uh, Hafter defeated them right after the Flatbush game, 42 to 37. So Flatbush, so sorry. So Hafter and Ramaz have split their season series already in the month of November. Heschel, on the other hand, Heschel started out their season. With uh, with a loss to Central, rebounding with two wins, one over North Shore and one over Hank. So Heschel, uh, despite that, uh, now at two and two after the loss to Flatbush this past week, still can consider themselves in the mix. They've they've curiously they defeated North Shore, lost to Flatbush, so they're they're in the mix. But where they are will really flesh itself out over the next couple of weeks. They'll uh, they'll have an interesting game this coming week with Hafter. We will see uh, whether or not their their early season games, early season win over a team like North Shore was uh, was the real deal, or whether or not the the drubbing they took the Flappers this past week, 64 to 30, really is who they are. Behind them, two one-win teams: Solomon Schechter at one and two, and Hafter at one and four. And rounding out the division is Hank at 0 and 4. Moving over to the West, Hillel, uh, Hillel jumping out to a 4 and 0 lead. Uh, Frisch and SAR right behind them at 3 and 0. Hillel taking early season wins over Westchester, Kushner, Maya Note, and one more over Hank uh, in early in early November. Frisch and SAR, again, 3-0. and You see those two teams locked in just about every league that they possibly can be. Frisch starting out the year with a with wins over Kushner, Bruria, and, and Westchester. SAR, on the other hand, uh, they had that interconference win over Flatbush, 46-29. Defeated, they also defeated Bruria, 50-46, as well as a 32-23 win this past week over Maya Note. Speaking of Bruria, Bruria also with three wins, but at 3-2, and two, having taken two losses on the year. Bruria's games wins, uh, wins over Kushner and Westchester to start the year, followed up by that SAR loss, then rebounding with another win over Kushner, 
and finally having a 50 to 38 loss to Frisch, who's just ahead of them this past week, 50 to 38. Rounding out the West, Mayanote and Kushner. Uh, Mayanote, both sorry, both of those one-win teams. Mayanote at one and two, Kushner at one and five. Mayanote starting out the year with a win over Kushner before falling to Hillel and SAR. Kushner one and five, already halfway through their slate. Uh, their only win this year, their win over Westchester this past week, 38-17. to Westchester 0-4, still looking for their first win. Games coming, oh, and we also, there is one game that hasn't been reported yet. That was uh, two weeks ago, Ramaz and Solomon Schechter squared off. We do not have a score. Uh, there is another game today, Hillel and Frisch played this afternoon again. Like the Flatbush North Shore game, that game, the results of that game, we brought to you right here next week on the Court Report. Other games for the coming week ahead. Only one game on the slate for tomorrow night, Monday night, and that's Hafter and Solomon Schechter. Both those teams at one win, one of them looking to break through and hit up into the two-win club right above them and back into the playoff race. Wednesday, uh, triple uh, triple contingency of games, two in the east, one in the west. Central and Ramaz will do battle. Central looking to hit that fifth win and really put themselves uh, in, the, uh, in consideration uh, for the division title. Got to keep pace with either the North Shore Flatbush winner. Again, if North Shore wins that game today, Central will be one win behind them and need to get ahead. If not, that game will be for them to get ahead of the pack and become the division leader, uh, leaving North Shore and Flatbush behind. Ramaz looking to join the top uh, the top four crowd. Again, like we said, top four making the playoffs. So every game uh, for Ramaz uh, against the top team really does count, or else it'll put too much distance behind them early on in the season. Also in the East, Heschel and Hafter will be doing battle on uh, on Wednesday night. Out in the West, Kushner and Maya Note, both teams looking to get out of the one in uh, the one win bracket, much like Solomon Schechter and Hafter. So one of those teams looking to try to get back in contention. Uh, right now, being two wins behind the four teams that would be into the playoff race. Again, Hillel at four wins, Frisch, SAR, and Brewery at three wins. Then there's a two-game divide between them, Mayanote, and Kushner. So one of those two teams, Mayanote and Kushner, will be one game out, while the other will have been knocked that much further behind. Thursday night, one more game on the slate. Bruria and SAR do battle. Two three-win teams. One of those teams looking to get to four wins and to be tied with Hillel before the week runs out. But... That being said, Hillel and SAR will also do battle next Sunday. So SAR, tough slate ahead this coming week. Again, facing Brewery on Thursday night, then facing Sunday, facing Hillel on Sunday. If they win both those games, SAR can come out looking really, really rosy, having a 5-0 and record with Hillel taking one loss and having Frisch behind them as the only undefeated team. But one false move for SAR, and they could find themselves... Uh, they could find themselves having to take wins off of tough teams in much tougher games. Moving over to Girls B, again, just a reminder, last year, Girls B, SKA, your champions, but not before Breweria, pushing them to the limit in the process. Both those teams jumping out 
to uh, to very impressive starts on this early season. Both those teams are undefeated, SKA and Bruria, but SKA jumped out to a 6-0 and record. SKA started off their season with a 43-19 win over Mag and David, followed up by a win over Shari Torah, another, a win over Ilan, another win over Shari Torah, and two wins over Shalhevet. So those are SKA's six wins. They've really put themselves out as a force in the league. Another championship, and uh, to be in the in the hunt for another championship this year is uh, is really what they're looking for. Uh, Brewery, on the other hand, three and zero to start their season. Brewery taking win a win this past week over Mag and David thirty seven to twenty two. Uh, previously, they had also taken another one over Mag and David to start their year two weeks ago. And in between uh, this past week, they doubled up Elon 42-21. to Just to give you a little rundown of the way the girls' B division looks this year. Six teams in the division, Bruria, Elon, Mag and David, SKA, Shalhevet, and Shari Torah. Shalom is no longer in the league. The top four teams, once again, will make the playoffs in girls varsity B. Taking a look at the rest of the division, Mag and David at two and three. Again, as we said, that opening uh, day loss to SKA 43 to 19, rebounding with a nice win over Ilan 36 to 28, before falling again to Bruria this time 30 to 14. After that, managing to uh, to take a win over Shari Torah. And following that up, though, again, like we said this past week, with the loss to Bruria. Ilan, right behind at 1-3. and Ilan's sole win, the opening win over Shari Torah earlier this month. Since then, they have taken losses to SKA, Bruria, and, uh, and Mag and David. At the back of the pack, two zero-win teams. Shalhevet and Shari Torah. Shalhevet at 0-2. Shari Torah at 0-4. Coming up on the week ahead, only three games. As you'll see in Girls Varsity B over the course of the year, uh, their schedule will be much lighter than the rest of the other leagues. Bruria and Shari Torah will do battle on Monday night. Uh, that'll be, this will be the first time that the two teams play this year. Uh, be, uh, this game will be played in Bruria again Monday night. Other two games on Wednesday night, SKA and Ilan will do battle. Uh, SKA taking the first matchup between these two teams, uh, as we said earlier on this year. And the other game, Shari Torah and Shalhevet. So one of these two teams will get their first win. If it's Shalhevet, uh, Shalhevet looking to keep themselves in contention. Shari Torah needing every win that they can get now. Again, now at the four-loss mark, uh, every win is crucial. Once you start hitting around 500 you know, around halfway in the loss mark, like with girls, or so to be, as we said, 12 games. So once you start hitting around that six loss mark, uh, you really start hitting that danger zone. You got to try to take as many wins as you can get before hitting there, because once you do that, every loss could be that one loss that takes you through to elimination. Finally, in girls' varsity sports, we move on to girls' JV basketball. Last year, girls' JV basketball, Frisch trouncing upstart Flatbush 43-26 to to take the title. The third different Western Division team in the last three years to actually take that crown. Taking a look at the JV leagues. Uh, East and West doing uh, doing uh, different different types of schedules because West has one less team than the East does. In the West, there are 
five teams, Frisch, Mayanote, SAR, Kushner, and Bruria. Over in the east, North Shore, Hafter, Flatbush, Ramaz, Central, and Hank. So there are six teams there. Top three teams in each division qualify. So this is the first division where you're really going to see an extremely different format this year. Top three in each. So two and three uh, will cross. And uh, we'll explain a little more how that works later on. Two and three will cross. Uh, the winners will face the division champions, and the winner of those matchups will go on to the finals. As we get closer to the end of the season, we will uh, we'll clue you in on exactly how it's going to work. Um, again, just remember that I think this might have been in response to last year, where in the JV West you had uh, the, the last two teams. You had, I believe it was uh, Kushner, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Kushner, Kushner and Bruria, who were both, I believe, one in nine last year and had a play-in game to make the playoffs in the West. So you had two teams who were both one in nine, but one of them had to finish in fourth place. So I, I believe that the, the change of format might have been as a result of, of that, because having a one-win team enter the playoffs, I, I think, uh, was a little bit of a... Uh, uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say a sour note because you have to, you know somebody's got to make the playoffs in that, but I don't think it sat well with the league. So here you're not going to get that again. You're going to get three teams that deserve to make the playoffs and three teams that uh, will represent uh, exactly who has done what they needed to do to make the playoffs. Just taking a look now at what's gone on in the early season matchups for these uh, for these. For these divisions. Um, starting out in the East, Hank jumping out to a 4-0 start. Hank taking an opening night win over Central, 38-33. Also taking wins over Flatbush, Ramaz, and Bruria for their four wins. Right behind Hank is Ramaz at 3-2. Ramaz defeated Flatbush as well. Um, taking another win over Hafter before falling to uh, before falling to Hank. I apologize. Thirty-four to twenty-nine. This past week, Ramaz took a win over Central. Thirty-one to twenty-six. Hafter right behind Ramaz at two and one. Hafter taking uh, an early season loss to Ramaz to start their year before managing to uh, to, to have a turnaround, defeating Central and defeating Flatbush for their two wins. Right behind them, uh, right outside what would be the playoff spots at this point, Central and Flatbush, both at 1-3. and three. Central, again, starting out their year with that loss to Hank, also taking a loss to Hafter and Ramaz, their only win this year, a cross-conference battle with Kushner, 39-22, to back on November 9th. Flatbush, on the other hand, this past week, taking a loss to Hafter, uh, followed up on their win over winless North Shore. North Shore at 0-3, we'll get to them in a second. Flatbush also taking losses to Hank and Ramaz. And again, North Shore, as we said, 0-3. North Shore starting out their season with a loss to Mayanote, another loss to SAR. So losing their two interconference matchups before losing their first in-conference matchup by four points to Flatbush, 49-45. to Flatbush and North Shore also did battle today. They had a game at 5 p.m. So one of those teams will have uh, will have taken a, a, a much needed win. Flatbush will either get themselves up to the two win mark uh, and be tied with Hafter in wins, or North Shore will have entered the fray and uh, gotten their first win on the season. Uh, also, Frisch and Hafter 
uh, had a game a couple of hours ago. Both those games we will discuss next week right here on the Court Report. Speaking of Frisch, Frisch locked in a tight battle out in the West. Frisch undefeated at 3-0, and but behind in wins to Maya Note at 4-1. and Maya Note taking an early season victory over Kushner, defeating North Shore. Also taking wins over Ramaz and SAR. The one over SAR this past week, 48-40. to Frisch, though, undefeated at 3-0. and Frisch taking uh, uh, taking one over Maya Note. Uh, sorry, that was Maya Note's only loss. Forgot to mention that. So Frisch, uh, again, like I said, 3-0. and Maya Note a 4-1. But Frisch seemingly getting the upper hand, taking that win over Maya Note, taking the win over Breweria this past week, 49-18, to uh, as well as another win over Breweria last week, 49 to 25. So Frisch, uh, really making, looking to make their mark once again on the league. SAR behind them at two and one. SAR opening up their season with two wins over Breweria and North Shore in their cross conference game, and again taking that loss to Maya Note this past week. Breweria at one and four in fourth place. Breweria's sole win came on an opening night battle with Kushner 30-16 before taking losses to SAR, Frisch twice, and an interconference battle with Hank. Rounding out the division, Kushner at 0-3. Today, uh, Maya Note and SAR did battle too, so that's, uh, that'll have an interesting impact on the division again. That game was this afternoon. We'll have that for you next week. We're also missing one game from Kushner and Breweria. So either so Breweria is either at two and four, Kushner at one and three. That from two weeks ago. Hopefully we'll get that score for you and be able to report that for you next week as well. Coming up on the week ahead, uh, several games. I believe it's seven game. Uh, sorry, six games. Uh, two games this Wednesday night. Central and Ramaz will do battle in the East. So Ramaz, as we said, at three and two. Central at one and three. A win for Ramaz can put them into discussion at the top of the division and knock Central further uh, further out of it. Again, there's still only one behind Hafter, but uh, but Hafter, again, only having played three games, Central will have played their fifth game. Kushner and Maya Note do battle on Wednesday night as well. Maya Note looking to put some distance between them and uh, and that fourth spot. Maya Note right now again at 4-1. and one. A win will put them at five wins. Uh, assuming that they win today, that could be a sixth win. And even if not, even if they're at five wins, uh, if Breweria and Kushner uh, stay knocked down, uh, it makes life a lot easier for Maya Note as we uh, as we pass the halfway point. They're only a few games away from clinching a playoff spot, and it's it's extremely interesting to start saying that the first week of December. But I think that especially for Girls JV, over the next two or three weeks, we're going to start talking about playoff clinching scenarios for all of these teams. Uh, also, Flappish and Hafter will do battle Thursday night. Flappish and Hafter both locked in a battle for that third spot in the division. Again, Hafter at 2-1. Flappish the same, the same uh, spot that Central is in right now. Also on Thursday night, Breweria and SAR. So another battle involving Breweria, uh, SAR right above them. So SAR 2-1, and one, Breweria 1-4. and four. Again, Breweria needing all the wins that they can get now that they're nearing the 500 mark. Uh, also, Thursday, uh, sorry, Saturday night, Breweria again in in uh, competition. We'll, they'll face Maya Note. Maya Note again, the potential for uh, for jumping really out ahead 
and uh, and taking the chance to clinch playoff spot in the division early on. Actually, just because Maya Note is playing so many games this week, let's take a look at that. Right now, the pending tiebreakers, the line to make the playoffs in the Western Division is seven. Kushner can get at most seven wins, Bruria at most six. Maya Note, should they beat SAR today? Should they beat Kushner? And should they beat Bruria? Technically, will have clinched the playoff spot. Uh, they will have seven wins. Bruria will be able to get at most five wins. Kushner at most six. Even if Mayanote does not win today, let's assume that they lose to SAR, a win over Kushner will put them at five wins, and a win over Bruria will put them at six wins. Bruria will only be able to get five wins at that point. Kushner will only be able to get six. Taking a look at the at uh, at the who they've how they've fared against each other this year, uh, Maya Note will have taken both games over Kushner. So technically, Maya Note with wins over Bruria and uh, and Kushner, uh, even if they don't win today against Sar, uh, the wins over over Maya Note, sorry, wins over Bruria and Kushner will clinch a playoff spot for Maya Note this week. So that's very interesting. Uh, we're very early on in early December, and here we are already talking about playoffs. But I guess when you're in, in your a league, when you're in a league that only really has 10 games, it's it's not a far stretch to start thinking about divisions for, uh, about playoffs and divisions for everyone. Over in the East, it's a little, we're still a little, uh, still have a little bit of time. Central, Flatbush, and North Shore can still get at most seven wins, and the closest to any of that is Hank right now with only four and not very many games that could be played this week. Uh, let's also remember, taking into consideration the Bruria and Kushner schedules, the fact that Bruria and Kushner faced a couple of weeks ago. So the truth is that uh, the the analysis with Maya Note could even be true, even if they get a win over one. Once we get a report as to who won that game, we'll have a little more accurate analysis for Maya Note. But again, that can be made all moot with wins over Bruria and Kushner this coming week. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Now we're going to move over to our boys sports for the day. We're going to start off in varsity basketball. And uh, now that we've actually taken you through all of boys varsity basketball and caught you up to speed over the last few weeks, we can get to a little more in depth on the games that happened this past week. Uh, A couple of games that happened on the slate, some really interesting ones, uh, especially the ones out west, and that's where we're going to start. Um, Two very, very huge games. Remember we came into the week uh, telling you about Heschel taking the number one ranking in the Jewish Hoops America Top 25. Well, that status will be put to the test almost immediately this week, facing two teams who uh, they would consider to be in the hunt for the championship as well, taking on uh, intra-conference foes SAR and Frisch. SAR coming into the week undefeated. Frisch having only one loss on the season, that uh, the game to Flatbush that we highlighted last week. Uh, Heschel starting off the week with SAR. Jeremy Spira scoring 18. Michael Gatan scoring 15 for the Heat, overcoming a four-point deficit at the half to hold on for the win over SAR, 58-55, to to knock SAR from the ranks on the undefeated. Uh, despite a game-high 26 
from Daniel Wazatsky for this thing. So Heschel taking away that first contest, uh, defeating SAR, knocking them into the one-loss column. The real game would be the one that came on uh, that Thursday night. Frisch jumped out to an early lead and held an eight-point advantage after one at 12-4. In the second, though, the Heat edged back into the game, narrowing the gap to within three before taking over in the second half, opening up a lead of 12 points, winning the game from the line in the fourth, 59-50. Harlan Rice led the game with 17 points, 15 after the halftime break for the Heat. Sammy Fishman led Frisch with 16 in the losing effort. So the Heschel Heat coming in as the number one team, really standing up to all challenges so far. And while we when we spoke to... Uh, to SAR JV head coach Michael Courtney a few weeks ago, and we discussed the possibility of somebody being able to do the same thing that DRS did last year, running the table all the way from the early season through to the Yeshiva League crown and through Saturn. Michael wasn't didn't seem to be so sure that there was anybody that would do it this year. And right now, Heschel is really putting their stamp on the possibility of doing that. Again, we said them coming in, having taken the Cooper Memphis uh, tournament, Coming in here, taking taking the first four games of the season, including huge wins over SAR and Frisch, two teams that people are looking at as being championship favorites. Heschel has to be looked at as as being that potential that potential team that could take a run, much like DRS did, which by the way we'll get to very shortly when we move over to the East. So Heschel now four and zero, one win behind uh, Frisch as well as the other team at the top, a team that uh, split games this week, actually, Kushner. Kushner opened their week off with a loss to MTA, 51-27. to Benjamin Buckbinder led MTA with 13. Sam Bernstein, again, leading Kushner, this time with 11 in the first loss. The team would rebound for a 48-23 to victory over JEC last night. Mixed in there, a cross-conference game, which we'll get to now. Mag and David toppling Hillel, 74-57. to Teddy Shama led Mag and David with 30 for their first win. But Isaac Beta, again, leading leading Hillel and the game with 36 points. Uh, interesting story again, as we covered last week. Beta has scored 20 or more points in all five of Hillel's games, now 30 or more in four of them. I, again, I bet he'd probably trade about half of those for Hillel wins. But right now, Isaac Beta being the, the main reason to watch Hillel. Um, I haven't seen him on the top scorers in the uh, Jewish Hoops America uh, leading scorers list. I don't know why. I- I'm, I'm guessing we'll have a, an explanation as to why, but he should be at the very top, given the averages that are there. He's he's definitely up there. Uh, probably should even be somewhere above 30 points a game. Not too sure uh, what's what the issue might be there. Um, taking a look, though, at the at the division standings. Right now at the top, Kushner and Frisch. Uh, Kushner at five and one, Frisch at five and two. I was asked this week uh, why I didn't spend a little more time featuring Kushner. Uh, again, uh, this past Tuesday morning, I put a list of games to watch for the week. I mentioned Heschel and SAR and Heschel and Frisch, and I was asked why I didn't uh, take a look a little more at Kushner for the for for a preview. And I think the the answer shows itself here. I mean, Kushner has come into the week winning the games they were really supposed to win. They they beat uh, Salman Shechter, Shari Torah, JEC, Hillel, Maor, but 
the game that they the game that they played to start out the week, losing like that to MTA, sort of shows us we don't really know exactly what this Kushner team can do just yet. Um, you know, we know that they're ahead of the teams they beat. Um, thing is, those are teams that you need to beat if you are a, a top caliber team. Uh, MTA is a good team, though. We're not going to take anything away from MTA, but it really throws in into into doubt. Uh, whether or not Kushner's start is a is a product of the fact that uh, they scheduled these five games first, or if it was just a a or if the the game against MTA was just one of those lulls in the road, just just to put it in perspective, the, the remaining games they have they have one more game against MTA, two against Ramaz, one against Maor, which is going to be this coming week, uh, Frisch, Heschel, Sar. And TABC. The games they have this week, they face Maor on Monday night, and and then they hit a tough stretch. I think the game that's really going to show us what what Kushner can do, uh, and not really show us what they can do, but really show us what we're looking at is going to be the Ramaz game in two weeks. Here's here's what I mean by that. Let's let's assume that at the very worst case scenario, Frisch, Heschel, and SAR, and even TABC don't exactly go their way. Let's say they they do beat Maor. If they end up losing to Ramaz, they're looking at the potential of right now starting the season off at five and one, and again extrapolating another loss to MTA potentially, another possible loss to Ramaz. Because if you lose to them once, you can lose to them again. Again with the win over Maor. Losses to Frisch, Sar, Heschel, possibly even TABC. You're looking at starting out five and one, potentially finishing off at six and eight. So that game against Ramaz will tell us a little bit more about what we're looking at because if they take that win over Maor, they beat Ramaz, potential for a win over Ramaz, maybe a you know uh, comeback uh, the next time they face MTA. You're looking at a little healthier, a little healthier standing. But again, a loss to Ramaz in two weeks and we really throw into doubt what this team can actually do. Um, so wishing them the best, not looking at them to, to to fail, obviously. But we have to really analyze the teams and the fact that we really can't tell uh, whether or not they're, they're a top-caliber team because of the teams that they've faced to this point really throws into doubt. Once they face the top teams, they got SAR next week. Um, so that'll be their first on, on a long road. Again, the Ramaz game. And then after that, a couple of big matchups. So we'll be able to, before the before the year is out, we'll know a little more about Kushner than we did coming in. Uh, Heschel uh, behind every behind those two at 4-0. Again, highlighted that team. SAR and TABC tied at 3-1. MTA at 2-1. Ramaz, 2-2. Two two. JEC, Hillel, Maor, both, uh, sorry, all three teams are 0 for still. JEC and Hillel at 0-5, Maor at 0-6. So that divide really showing itself in the Western Division. Again, we said last week, top six teams make the playoffs. Right now, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams with wins. You have Kushner, Frisch, Heschel, SARTABC, MTA, and Ramaz, all with at least two wins, two ahead of JEC, Hillel, Maor. JEC Hill and Maor, at least five games played, no wins on the slate. 
most they can get, um, JEC and Hillel, most they can get is nine, or most they can get is eight. They're really nearing that danger point, uh, and divide as it as it stands is going to get is only going to only get bigger unless they start pulling up wins. Uh, but the real issue, the real interesting battle is going to be that battle for the sixth spot, and that's going to make itself known over the next couple of weeks. But it really looks as if right now we have seven teams battling for six playoff spots out west. Moving over to the East now, where a couple of interesting games happened on the week, none more so than the grudge match that happens every year that we love to highlight, uh, the one that's been the the most impactful battle in the East for the last few years, Hafter and DRS. Just the history between these two is it's astonishing, going back all the way through the years. But uh, even more recently, you know, we've mentioned uh, DRS on their 40-game win streak, what is now a 40-game win streak, you know, taking you through the beginning of this year, taking you through the Mag and David preseason tournament, taking you through Saracek last year, the Yeshiva League last year, taking you through uh, Cooper last year, the Mag and David, uh, sorry, Forget, forget even the Saturn tournament last year, uh, uh, Cooper, the Magony of a preseason tournament last year. In fact, it, it pays to mention the last time that DRS lost a game was the 2015 Varsity Championship game to the Hafter Hawks. Bear that in mind as we go into this one. Uh, four quick threes to open up the game for Hafter, to open up a 16-0 lead for the home team. The Wildcats would open up their scoring from the free-throw line with about 3.13 to go, with Ben Leichtung making one of two. But Jason Abraham would answer for the Hawks with a quick three of his own for a 19-1 Hafter lead. The Hawks would open up a 20-point lead, but DRS would manage a smattering of offense on the back end to bring the first quarter to an end at 23-6 Hawks. The second quarter would open up ice cold for both teams as the only bucket of the first four minutes was an Emil Kirstein putback for the Wildcats to cut the lead to 15 and two Gideon Valinsky free throws. The Hafter woes would continue on the offensive end and DRS would chip away at the lead. Down 23-15, Tzvika Septimus let loose a long three and a 20-point deficit was now only 5, with 2.15 left until the half. 40 seconds later, a Valinsky drive would bring it to 3. Valinsky would go to the line on the play and miss the shot, but DRS would get the rebound, and the ball would find its way back to him, and he would drive to the hole and put it home again to cut the lead to 1. Finally, with a minute to go, Hafter would get on the board with a shy Lineato 3 to make it 26-22. Lineato would hit two free throws with 10 seconds to go, and it looked as if DRS would have the ball for a chance to cut it further going into the half, but a charging foul would send the ball back to Hafter with five ticks left. Jason Mishkin would bring the ball up to court and miss, but it would be who else? Shyliniato to put home the rebound at the buzzer for a seven-point swing in one minute to push the Hafter lead back out to eight, and despite being outscored 16-7 to in the quarter, Hafter would have momentum going into the break. The second half would be a mirror image of the first. Hafter would open up another large lead at 11 points halfway through the third. DRS would spend the rest of the half chipping away at the lead and would get close, but could not pull through as Hafter, the last team to defeat the Wildcats, would put an end to the 40-game win streak, 48-47. to So DRS suffering their first loss in what I believe is 19, 19 or 20 months. 20 months, a, an impressive feat, something that hasn't been seen before in the Yeshiva League. Uh, Wildcats having amazing success over their run, and the, the loss here by no means mean, by no means, uh, 
uh, means that that anything less should be taken out of this season. It's one loss. DRS has plenty of chance to get back on track. And one loss uh, throughout the rest of the way really means nothing. But uh, losing to Hafter, Hafter being that first team, again, we chronicled two years ago how Hafter was on that big run, DRS taking them out mightily in the Saturn tournament finals. Uh, and so maybe this is sort of a, 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 a what goes around comes around. Maybe it was karma that Hafter that have to the last team to beat them, and also their biggest rivals are the ones to put an end to the streak. Their Hafter would be the second win on the week. They also took a 63-30 win over North Shore earlier on. North Shore would uh, would uh, battle back for a 47-46 win over Derek Hattorah two nights later. Mitch Hutt led North Shore with 19 on the night. Also this week, Flatbush upset by YDE 51-48 in overtime. Flatbush, uh, one of the contenders coming into the year, uh, taking that big win over Frisch a couple of weeks ago, now starting off their season at 1-3 and, and in, in danger um, of... Uh, of uh, of falling further behind the pack again, six teams make the playoffs, and it's a really packed East, which we'll get to in a second. There, Hatora rebounding from their loss to North Shore with a 72 to 45 win over Solomon Schechter last night. Rambam took their fourth win of the season to up their record to four and two, 53 to 34 over Shari Torah. A key win, uh, pushing them ahead of the pack and pushing Shari Torah down below 500. Taking a look at the standings in the East. Hafter at 4-0, Rambam at 4-2, YDE at 3-0, DRS, as we said, suffering their first loss at 3-1, Hank also at 3-1, Shari Torah at 2-3, along with North Shore and Derek Hatora also at 2-3, Flatbush behind that pack at 1-3, Mag and David at 1-4, Solomon Schechter at 0-5. Taking a look at the week ahead, we're still missing, uh, no, not missing, uh, Flatbush and Solomon Schechter were supposed to play this week. That game was postponed. Uh, looking uh, ahead, three games were on the docket today. Out West, uh, SAR battled Hillel. There were two cross games today. DRS looking to rebound from that loss, taking on Frisch in Frisch. And Solomon Schechter battled MTA. On the week ahead, a couple of games tomorrow night, Monday night, Solomon Schechter travels to Hafter, or to Kushner, and North Shore hosts YDE. Tuesday night, two games on the slate. DRS will face Shari Torah, and Hank will host TABC. Wednesday night, four games. Ramaz at Heschel, Solomon Schechter at North Shore, Derek Torah at YDE, Rambam at Megan David. Thursday night, MTA and SAR do battle. Heschel and Hillel will square off. Saturday night, will feature Derek Torah and Shari Torah and Rambam at TABC. Next Sunday, TABC will travel to JEC. Hillel will go to Ramaz and Ma'or will host North Shore. Moving over to Boys JV, a quick little rundown of the week. Only uh, only a handful of games. Mag and Dave defeated Ezra 89-20. YDE defeated Flapwish 67-57. DRS over Hafter, 64-60. Shari Torah losing to Rambam last night, as well as Hank dropping uh, Hank dropping a first their first game to Mag and David, 56-45. Also, Rambam taking a cross-conference game to Kushner in the middle of the week. Out West, MTA trounced Kushner, 61-37. First defeated SAR, 48-32. Hillel 
upending Heschel, 44-23. to A couple of games today, Frisch and DRS played, as well as SAR and Hillel. A couple of games from over the week, we don't have results from. Heschel, defeat, Heschel faced off and hosted Frisch, and SAR hosted Westchester. We're also missing a couple of games from a few weeks ago, and one game from uh, uh, one game from last night, that being MTA and TABC. Taking a look at the division standings out in the East, DRS undefeated at 3-0. A slew of teams, Hank, Rombaum, Mag, and David at 3-1. Flopbush and YDE right behind them at 2-1. North Shore at 1-0. Hafter at 1-2. And, and Shari Torah and Ezra winless at 0-4 and 0-5. We'll get into those uh, playoff scenarios in a couple of weeks. Uh, right now, it's still a little too close to call. Everything is so tightly packed in that Eastern Division. Out West, though, a much different story. Frisch and MTA up in the lead at 4-0. TABC behind them at 3-0. Hillel and JEC both at 2-3. Kushner at 1-4. Then you have a pack of four teams who have not gotten their first win yet. Heschel at 0-1. Ramaz at 0-1. SAR at 0-2. And Westchester at 0-4. Frisch and MTA really pushing out in that division. TABC right behind them. Seems as if those three teams are really going to lead the pack the, the way through as Hillel and JEC have taken three losses, and uh, I mean, Heschel and Ramaz right now are 0-1, SAR at 0-2. they got to get their first win on the boards to, to be recognized. SAR, obviously, uh, a, a team that's going to be that's going to be out there, uh, but the rest of the teams, we're, we're not so sure of. Where's Ramaz going to be? Where's Westchester going to be? Where's Heschel going to be? Where are those teams going to be? We'll have to wait till we, their first win for us to really find out, but until then, the teams that have wins and the teams that have gained uh, massive wins, such as Frisch, MTA, and TABC, right now pushing towards the playoffs with everybody else in their wake. So, really interesting battles uh, coming up ahead for this week. North Shore and YDE will look to break out from the middle of the pack in the East. Hank and TABC, two of the top teams at the at each division. Hank at 3-1 and one in the East, TABC 3-0 in the West, will square off on Tuesday. DRS uh, at the top of the East will battle Shari Torah at the bottom of the East. Uh, DRS at 3-0, Shari Torah at 0-4. And out West, Ramaz and Hillel will square off. Uh, both of those teams looking to stake their claim. Ramaz again getting their first, looking to get their first win. Hillel looking to get back to the 500 mark. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Knockham Sequel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. Once again, we are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. We have about 10 minutes left to take you through hockey, so let's try to get through as much as we can. Huge week, some huge uh, matchups with uh, massive implications this past week, none more so than the Rambam-TABC cross game. Uh, again, just to bring you uh, into the history of these two teams, two years ago, two teams facing in the JV Championship. Uh, the uh, seniors on this year's team were freshmen that year and key members of those teams. Rambam up 4-2 with under five minutes to go in the third. Joshua Wharton Tyler and Zach Rothenberg scored to force the extra overtime session, where Fryam Tiger scored the game winner, his second on the night. Akiva Weeder also scored in the win for TABC. Daniel Gitsaki, Noah Schwartz, David Green, Zach Finkelman also scored for Rambam in the loss. So Rambam taking their first hit on the season, albeit in overtime. The implications of this will be looked at a little 
little more next week after they play uh, a couple of key battles uh, this week and look forward to their game against Frisch in a couple of weeks. Also on the week, Rambam defeated Solomon Schechter 8-1. Out in the East, Hafter defeated YDE 9-0. Hank uh, trounced Mag and David 10-4. Flatbush defeated North Shore 4-1. Mag and David getting their second win on the year, defeating Solomon Schechter 7-2. Solomon Schechter would then go out and lose to YDE in a close one, 3-2 in overtime. So Solomon Schechter getting their first points on the year, as well as YDE in that contest. Going out west, SAR trouncing MTA 7-1. Solomon Freilish and Gordy Kolb scoring two goals each in the win. JEC shutting out Hillel 3-0. And Frisch remaining undefeated on the year taking out Ramaz 5-2. to SAR would beat Kushner later on in the week 8-2. to Frisch would trounce Westchester. And last night, Kushner would get win number 2 on the year, 5-1 to over Hillel. Taking a look at the standings uh, in the East, Rambam 5-0-0-1 with 11 points. Flatbush 4-2 with 8 points. DRS, Hank, North Shore all at 6 points. DRS at 3-0, Hank at 3-2, North Shore at 3-4. Mag and David at 4 points, 2-6. Hafter and YDE each at 2 points. Hafter 1-1, YDE 1-4. And Solomon Schechter at 0-6-0-1 with 1 point. JEC SAR, Frisch, and Ramaz, all with eight points out west. JEC, SAR, and Frisch at 4 and 0. Ramaz at 4 and 2. TABC behind them at seven points with that win in Rambam, 3 1 0 oh, 1. MTA behind them at 3 and 3 with six points. Kushner and Hillel, each with four points at 2. Uh, Kushner at 2 and si- at 2 and 2. Hillel at 2 and 6. Westchester at 0 oh, and 6. I was asked an interesting question last night. What does Kushner need to do? to make the playoffs. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting to to take a look at that this I guess you can call it this early on in the year. Right now, Kushner at two and two, taking wins over Hill and Westchester, losing to SAR and Ramaz. For Kushner, I mean you have one more game in Hill, but essentially Kushner has put Hillel and Westchester sort of in their rear view. Hillel at 2-6, and six, Westchester at 0-6. Right now, Kushner has only played four games. So they have more of their slate left and more opportunities to, to make up points than Hillel and Westchester do. The teams that you really have to worry about are the ones so close to you. Right now, MTA... One point, uh, sorry, one win above them, two points, but also having one more loss. You have Ramaz in that same field. Uh, these are the teams you really have to go out and beat. You really want Kushner really wants to be concerned with making the playoffs, beating Ramaz, beating MTA, because some of their schedules are, are not. They're not as difficult as Kushner's right now. Kushner has two games against TABC, one against SAR, two Frisch, uh, Hillel, MTA, JEC, and the cross are Hank and DRS. Comparatively speaking, MTA faces SAR, Ramaz, Hillel, another time, TABC. They face Kushner and Frisch. Their crosses are Solomon Schechter and Hank. So you really have to take uh, take the games that you can against the teams that are in close proximity to you. And the truth is, you really just need to get ahead of one more team. If you can get ahead of MTA, if you can get ahead of Ramaz, there's your ticket to get into the big dance. Um, It's kind of hard to say now with certainty what you really need, but start out with those games, 
and work your game work the rest of the schedule around so that you can take points off of games you really you really shouldn't. The Kushner's got, like I said, two against TABC, one against SAR, two against Frisch, one against Hillel, MTA, JEC, Hank and DRS. You gotta take points off of off of Hank. Uh, if you can get points off of MTA and Hill, I mean, you beat Hill last night, go out and do it again. If you can beat MTA, you can beat JEC. You don't have Ramaz again, so that's sort of difficult for you. But you got to take the games that you really can and start trying to steal some games that people aren't going to give you right off the bat. Quick little rundown of games on the coming week before we head over to JV quickly. Uh, out west, JEC and Hillel will face tomorrow night. DRS and Rombom will square off in uh, their annual grudge match tomorrow night. That'll be for uh, for positioning at the top of the East. Hank and Hafter will also play, as will Ramaz and Mag and David. Wednesday night, JEC will face off with Ramaz. Flopwish will host Hafter, and DRS will host Mag and David. Uh, also on Wednesday night, two more games. MTA will host Kushner. TABC hosting Westchester. Thursday night, North Shore will face off with after. So a couple of really, really good games on the week ahead, which we will get further into later on in the week. Uh, taking a look at the rankings for the week, a lot of jostling around the top five and even further down. Frisch, DRS, and SAR make up your top three. Rombom falling down to five. TABC, Rombom, and Hafter. 4 through 6, JEC, Ramaz, Flatbush, Hank, MTA, North Shore, Kushner, Mag and David, Hillel, YDE, Solomon Schechter, and Westchester rounding out the rest of your varsity rankings list. Out into JV, not many games on the week. Out in the East, Rombaum defeating YDE 9-1. Flatbush taking their grudge match against JEC 4-2. So Flatbush taking the game that they really needed to, uh, dropping JEC, but also giving them an extra lift in the East. Also out West, Frisch blanked MTA 4-0. TABC defeated SAR 5-2. Ramaz defeated Kushner on Thursday night 5-1. And TABC made it another 4-0 loss for MTA on the week. So TABC and Frisch both dropping MTA by similar scores. The standings board... Starting off in the East, Flatbush at 6 points, 3 and 1. Rambam, 6 points, 3 and 2. DRS, 2 0 and 1, 5 points. Hank and Hafter both with 4 points at 2 and 0 and 2 and 2, respectively. YDE, Shari Tor, and Mag and David all at 0 and 4, and uh, really making this a 5 team race for 4 playoff spots in the East. Out West, a little closer on the board. TABC at 4 and 0, 8 points. Ramaz, 3-1-1, 7 points. JEC at 6 points, 3 and 1. SAR and Frisch tied at 5 points. SAR at 2-1-0-1-1. Oh, Frisch at 2-1-1. and one. MTA, 4 points, 2-3. and three. Kushner, 1 point at 0-3-1. Oh, On the week ahead, Flatbush hosting YDE tomorrow night. Ramaz hosting MTA. And DRS will host Rambam. Wednesday night, two games, Ramaz and JEC, DRS and Mag and David. Thursday, YDE Hank, Frisch SAR. Sunday, Mag and David Shari Torah and TABC SAR. Just going through these rankings for the week, for this past week. Top five stay the same from last week, TABC, DRS, Frisch, Hank, and Hafter. The rest of the, of the standings, the rest of the rankings all change. SAR moves up to seven from six, Rambam seven from eight. Flatbush from 11th to 8th, JEC drops back to 9th from 6th, Ramaz stays at 10, MTA drops back to 11, Kushner, YDE, Mag and David, and Shari Toa round out your rankings.
All right, not much time left on the week, so quick wrap-up coming up ahead. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app tomorrow morning. Jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with a Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com